1: We on that haunted ground, the
0: three spooked
1: girls. Hey, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I am here with my ghoul friend, Jessica. Wingabo. Hello. And today we are bringing you a paranormal episode. We are going to be talking about the haunted Fort Garry Hotel in Winnipeg.
0: <laughs> okay, I have to laugh guys. You guys are going to find this really funny. If you remember this, like one of the earlier episodes of Family Guy, they do like the wacky waving inflatable arm flailing whatever guy. And for some when they're like in Winnipeg. I always thought it was in Ohio. <laughs> no one has ever in my that my life come up to me and was like Winnipeg is in Ohio. Like I just did not think like it's in Canada. Like I, when we were talking about it, and Tara was like, "Yeah, it's a Canadian one." I'm glad we're doing a Canadian one. I was like, "It's in Canada," <laughs> and she looked at me like, like the look on her face was like a, you know, like a mom trying to deal with a like a crazy toddler. She's like, "Yes, Jessica, Winnipeg is in Canada," and I was like, "It's not in Ohio," and she's like, "No." It's not in Ohio. And I was like, oh, shit. I, no. stupid!" <laughs> That's the American education system for Fuck,
1: you. Fuck, <laughs> honestly.
0: But no one has ever told me. Like, no one ever said, like, Winnipeg is in Ohio. I just put that in my own head.
1: It's okay. It, it, it's fine. We grew up in rural Northern California. So what what do you expect?
0: <laughs> well, and also you have to look at it from the fact that, like, It's on Family Guy and they're located in Rhode Island. It would make more sense for this shit to be in Rhode Island or a surrounding Mm. state. Yeah. Not my stupid head going, oh, maybe they should go like several hundred miles to Ohio. (laughs) I'm very bad at geography. I should get
1: better. We love you. It's fine. All right, guys. Well, if you are new here, hello and welcome. Returning Spooksters, welcome back. We are happy to have you here. If you'd like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. And we also have a Facebook group. It is called Three Spooked Girls Official. All kinds of fun stuff there. Go over there if you're not in there. And if you would like to hang out with us on TikTok, my handle is spooky underscore sleuth. I almost said your handle for mine because I'm a fucking idiot. It's fine. It's
0: because they both start with spooky.
1: <laughs> And Jessica's is Spooky Aunt Jessie. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com backslash 3 girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month two and up gets you those as well. And starting at our $5 tier, you get video content. We have my paranormal series that is video. It is called haunted grounds. I also bring you a coffee suggestion and we have Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and platelines where Jessica and I are going to be watching movies and reacting and recapping them. So there are a lot of fun and also live streams and so on and so forth from there. If you guys want to check it out. But before we get into the content, we're going to take a quick promo break and we will be right back.
0: If you like true crime, dark history, the haunted, and paranormal, then we
1: think you'll like Ghost Town.
0: Ghost Town is hosted by me, Rebecca Lieb.
1: And me, Jason Horton.
0: We cover both notorious and obscure true crimes.
1: The haunted, paranormal, and unexplained.
0: And the dark history of everything from world events to pop culture.
1: We have new episodes every Wednesday and Friday.
0: If you like Ghost Town, please subscribe and leave us a review.
1: You can find Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. And at ghosttownpod.com. All right. Well, welcome back, guys. But I do want to insert something really quick. In case you missed our announcement, you'll notice starting this month that some of our weeks we will only have one episode versus two. This is recording time. We're recording a few weeks before this comes out. So I don't know if this week we'll have one or two, but don't be alarmed if you don't see one on a Thursday, because basically I'm trying to time them so they're like every other week. So it like balances out. I think this would be one with the week. I think there should be one this week because we should have had one on the first, which was a Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then the off week was that. And then this. Yes. So there will be an episode on Thursday. Wee! It'll be a patron select. All right. Well, I am going to hand it over to Jessica so she can tell us our drink this week and then dive into the history of the hotel.
0: Okay. Since we are in Canada and we have established that we are in Canada, (laughs) I picked the True North cocktail. It has lime juice, maple ginger grapefruit syrup, which I have no clue what that is. It has whiskey and some other alcohols in it. And it has the star of Anise. Mm. Yeah, it will be up on the Pinterest page for you to see. So today we are talking about the Fort Gary Hotel, which is located in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And it is still there. So it is a place you can go. It's located at 222 Broadway, Winnipeg, Manitoba in Canada, as we've established through my my silliness. (laughs) Fort Gary began construction in September of 1911 and would be completed and opened on December 11th, 1913. Mm. Took about two years, which when you see this thing, you're like, yeah, that's why. It was the hotel was Winnipeg's first skyscraper. And the construction of the hotel was commissioned by the Grand Trunk Railway, which I'm obsessed with that name. I think it's funny. So the Grand Trunk Pacific Railway. As it was known. And this is like, I stole this from their wiki because I just wanted to talk about it for a minute. So I just thought I would steal it straight from there so that you get it because they wrote it the best way. That <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to write it. Okay, so it was a historical Canadian transcontinental railroad running from Winnipeg to Prince Rupert, British Columbia, a Pacific Coast port. East of Winnipeg, the line was continued as the National Transcontinental Railroad, which ran from... Ontario and Quebec, and it crossed the St. Lawrence River at Quebec City and ended in Mockt. I don't know how to say this. I'm sorry, guys. Canadians are yelling at me. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Mockton, New Brunswick. So the Grand Trunk Railway. Basically, they were the first ones to have a transcontinental, and they were largely constructed between 1907 to 1914. So that's like the same time frame as the hotel is being built. And they were doing that, like they were building hotels in cities as they went. It wasn't just in Winnipeg because that's how that's how people traveled. They would travel by train, and then the train would stop for the night, and you'd want to get out and stay in a nice hotel. So they would build these like kind of luxury hotels for their train passengers. Mm -hmm. And the Grand Trunk Pacific Railroad railway only operated for five years, from 1914 to 1919, and then. Basically, the Canadian National Railroad came and, like, all of them kind of, like, merged. But fun fact, they tried to be around a lot earlier, but a guy by the name of Edward Watkin, who was a member of British Parliament, basically was like, no, thank you. You cannot build your train, your railroad. And he actually, like, knew his shit. Like, he was part of a project to expand the Metropolitan Railway, which is now part of the London Underground. So, like, his work has continued on. So he kind of knew his shit. And he helped, like, well, I mean, it was a failed attempt, but, like, he was part of one of the attempts of building the English Canal, like the the railway under the water, which, fun fact, I have an uncle who spends a lot of time in Europe, and he always calls me when he's on that train. Hmm, that's fun. Which is weird like you know <laughs> but anyway he denied it and then flash forward to 1905 someone was like you know we really should put together a railroad system like to connect Canada and that was prime minister Laurier he was like let's do this and so he gave the okay for the grand trunk pacific railway and they started building about 12 miles per month Uh, That seems probably pretty fast. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So when they got to Winnipeg, they were like, we really need a hotel here because they had built the rail yard and kind of this like beautiful, like, it almost kind of reminds me of like Grand Central Station. Like it was like that kind of a beautiful rail yard. And like, they put a lot of thought into their building. And it was like at the time, I think if they put it together, it was like 125. No, it was like more. It would be like 125 million into all three projects. I don't know if that's conversion from today. The guy I watched in the video, he didn't really say it, but he just said that that was around that amount. And so they started building the hotel and it's built in the chateau style, which is a manor house or residence of a lord of the manor. Um, It has fine country house or nobility. So basically it would like looked super fancy and it had originated in the French regions. Mm. So here's where like some people differ. They think that the Chateau style was started in Canada and then made its way down into America. Because like, let's put it this way, the Plaza Hotel literally, it looks the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do. I mean, not now because now it's like building, building right. everywhere around mm-hmm. it. <laughs> like So it is a, a dramatic setting is what some people call it as. And so basically, like when they built it, it was 13 stories, a 13 story structure and everything around it was like prairie land.
1: Oh, wow. Vast difference.
0: <laughs> so like it, woo, it stuck up straight. Mm. The architect that inspired this building was Henry Janeway Hardenbro. And he was an American architect, and he was famous for mastering the new building form, which was the skyscraper. <gasps> hmm Like I mentioned earlier, this looked like the plaza because Henry fucking built the plaza. He was the architect of it.
1: Makes sense.
0: He was the one who originally built the Wardoff Astoria which was two hotels at one point and they were like being competitive with one another and they were owned by the same people so then they just like merged the hotels (laughs) (laughs) but you cannot see that one because it was demolished to build the empire state building i mean if you're gonna be demolished like at least as the fucking empire state building went up it's not like apartments (laughs) (laughs) right Right? like it's something iconic and so that's Yeah, so he was kind of the inspiration behind it. The architects were these two people by the name of Ross and McFarlane, which when I saw that, I laughed a little bit because I was like, oh, really getting into the whole family guy thing. (laughs) So some of the features of it is it has a classic base and it's basically built. It was built really well. It was built to stand the test of time. They like advertised it to guests as like it's fireproof. So, okay, (laughs) which it wasn't, by the way, because at one point there was a fire. Mm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. (laughs) So originally they were going to build 10 stories, but then somehow happened. They built three additional stories. What are you going to do? When it was originally built, it had 250 rooms. Now it currently has 246 rooms. So I don't know where the other four fucking rooms went, but (laughs) they're not there anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It now features more than 54 thousand square feet of event space including four stunning ballrooms and that's that's big like four ballrooms like is big and that's a lot of fucking space my apartment is roughly like a thousand (laughs) so 54 more 54 apartments of mine jeez so it has a steeply pitched tourniquet hip roof which i have no clue what that means and did not want to look up sorry guys and it has multiple peaks and smaller, like, windows. And it is, has smooth stone finish, which is decorated with elaborate artwork. If you like limestone, it came from Indiana, which I think is cool. Imported it from America. Fancy. Um, it has a formal entrance with stone stairs, brass railings, and a copper detailed canopy, which I'm like, I just really want a good staircase. Like, I don't know. I go to hotels like I used to go to hotels all the time and like their staircases were shit like I want to go to that mansion I don't know if you've seen on TikTok that's built just like the Titanic Mm -hmm. I want to go there and do photos on that staircase (laughs) okay so it originally wasn't called the Fort Gary Hotel it was called the Shellkirk but it didn't even make it to opening with that name (laughs) We were like, maybe not this one. Mm-hmm. And they called it Upper Fort Gary, which stood at the junction of the Red and Assenbone Rivers. If I said that wrong, I'm sorry. We've established. I'm not good at enunciating and pronouncing things. The hotel was built at a very strategic place because it was between Fort and Gary Streets and was. There to provide a luxurious hotel for the travelers, which the guy I was watching in this one video, which I don't like him. I'm just going (laughs) to caveat. I felt like he phoned in a lot of his shit because the owners of the hotel were telling the history and they said something completely different. And then he was like, oh, yeah, no, it was never meant to be luxurious. It was supposed to be a regular hotel. Bitch, they had tea time. (laughs) I get that they were like part of the British Empire and that's probably something they did on a regular, but they had like fancy tea time. Mm -hmm. Like the kind you call ahead and like wear white gloves to. It was the hotel of the people who wanted to pay a lot of money. Makes sense. The hotel actually had some famous guests in it. Some of these people have no clue who they are Nelson Eddy, Charles Lafton, Lawrence Olivier. Olivier, I think that's how you say his name. Who he was that princey dude. He played, I think, a prince or a sultan or something on it. Mm. Louis Armstrong which I was like cool. And King George VI and Queen Elizabeth stayed when they went to there when wow. they went to Canada in 1939. Hmm. Here's an interesting fact that the hotel thinks is an interesting fact. In 1924, circus magician Alfred Bannon, aka the Great Zanzig, joined the hotel as the maitre d and he held the position for 22 years. Hmm. That's a fact that they put on their website.
1: Okay, okay, I'll get with it.
0: When you're telling people about cool things that happen, <laughs> where is 1939, Queen Elizabeth State? No, magician becomes maitre d'. Probably someone who's from Canada is going to be like, you don't understand, this guy was amazing. If you know who he is, I didn't look it up, but I just thought this was like a really weird thing <laughs> they put on their website. So the hotel did really great for a while. And then after World War II, where people were like penny pinching a little more, they started looking elsewhere. Because also, Winnipeg had like, boomed up at one point it was called the Chicago of Canada which I was like (laughs) why would you want to be the like there's nothing wrong with Chicago but like of all the places like wouldn't you want to be like the New York of Canada I don't know maybe they just really have a good relationship with like Illinois and so like maybe they're really they love Chicago (laughs) or that it was booming at the same time that could be it probably but the people who were traveling by train would come into town and They would go to the hotel and they would want people to spend a shit ton of money. And people were like, no, thank you. The Hojo down the street is cheaper. (laughs) There was no Hojo guys. Like, I do not think Howard Johnson was putting hotels in Winnipeg (laughs) in the 1940s and 50s. But it's like that concept. So they would like shop around and they would get the price and they would go to these other hotels. So over time, things started to like fall apart, need to be restored. And eventually the owners would sell. It would be sold in 1979 to a man by the name of John Draper Perrin, and his family owned the hotel. So they started doing some restoration work, not a ton, but some, but people just were like, hey, I can't pay these prices. They lowered them. They couldn't afford as much. So things started like closing down, like some of their ballrooms and event spaces shut down. So it really was just more of like a hotel. Mm hmm. In 1979, or 1971, a fire broke out on the seventh floor that required 50 firefighters.
1: Oh, wow. A lot. Mm-hmm.
0: The building actually suffered more water damage than fire damage. That's hmm. a lot of hoses, a lot of water. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, the hotel was originally owned, so then it was sold, like I said, in 1959, to John's family. John was an entrepreneur, a mining executive, and a civil leader. What that means, I don't know. (laughs) So then they sold it to another guy who was a Quebec hotelier by the name of Raymond Melvin. And when he opened the hotel, he opened it with this like big grand like peak and he had 700 guests and it was black tie. And he had done all these like expensive renovations. And one of his renovations is he took one of the ballrooms and turned it into a casino. Hmm. So... If you were looking to stay at a classy place upstairs, it's a casino.
1: All right, then.
0: After some time, from 1987 until 2009, it was owned by Raymond. And then it was bought by Richard Bell and Ida Albo, who basically did the restoration, rebuilt it, rebranded it as the Fort Gary Hotel. And they added a spa element to it. They started, they started classing the place up to where you would want to go and spend time. And they put in a really great restaurant. It's called the Castle. It's like kind of a French bistro type place. The Fort Gary Hotel was designated as a national historical site in 1980, mainly because of the chateau style hotel it was. And it was still in good condition. It had a lot of like Original things they just restored, so that's really good. Mm-hmm. You can stay at the hotel today if you would like. It's an active place. People do. As of today, which is June twenty ninth, the rooms the rooms start at one hundred and fifteen dollars, mm. which is very reasonable, and go up to six hundred and fifty, and that is for king suite. Mm. So, and that's according to their website, not like mm-hmm. Expedia or something like that. It's actually theirs. So that's kind of a history. It doesn't have like. I will tell you that this is one of those things that was really hard to research for me because it was like every time I would type in the history of the Fort Gary Hotel, it would be like, here's the haunted story. And I'm like, no.
1: Summer's coming. Are you a dad bod or a six pack kind of girl? Either way, our friends at Manscaped have the fellas' hairy bodies covered. They just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes a Lawnmower 4.0. Yep, the one we talked about last time. Trim from the leaders in male grooming so the man in your life can join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS. The lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, and can engage a travel lock and gives you the ability to turn on the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when you need a more precise shave. And on top of that, Manscape even threw in two free gifts into their Performance Package 4.0 to treat y'all a little bit. The Manscaped boxers and the Shed travel bag are there inside. And y'all know we are big stands of those boxers, so even if they're supposed to be for your man, you'll probably want to snag them for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at Manscaped.com. It's hot girl summer, and we want to get your man up to par with Manscaped.
0: So now I'm going to hand it over to Tara, who's going to tell us the haunted part.
1: Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> like Jessica, had a little bit of a snafu with this topic. So this is referred to as Upper Fort Gary, Yes. yes? Or Lower? Upper. Okay. Well, there's a Lower Fort Gary. And it's like the actual fort and it's like haunted and all this shit. But like you can go there and they do shit. Anyway, I was like, cool. I found something to watch on this. So I found like it was like uh, Ghost Hunters International It's like, awesome. I haven't really watched them very much. (laughs) And I watched it. And there's there's since it's a hotel, of course, there's a certain room that's super haunted. I get through the whole fucking thing and I'm like, what, what, what the fuck just happened? Why the fuck didn't they talk about the hotel? What? (laughs) I was so fucking lost. So then I looked and yeah, I wasted like two hours of my time researching something else. So we might do a part two and talk about the other part of Fort Gary. But you know, it's fine. (laughs) So Kind of like with the history, it's like the easiest way to explain this is there's a decent amount of activity here, but there's not a lot of stories, if that makes sense. Like, it's just one of those places, y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all about kind of like the hodgepodge of places and things that happen there. And then I'm going to tell you about the big thing, which is room 202. But we'll get into that in a second. Okay. So there's tons of reports from like staff members, guests, and then, of course, reporters and stuff who've stayed there, right? Well there's one lengthy article that was really good that's on the sources page. And he he was like, you know, telling the history, all the stuff Jessica talked about. And he talks about how he was staying in his room. I don't believe he – he got into room 202, yeah. And he was like, yeah, nothing was happening. And then I was eating a sandwich. And then the closet door just popped right open. And it was like, you know, it's one of those heavy-ass doors. So he just was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh, God. (laughs) Yes, it was room 202, but I'll tell you all about that in a minute. But besides the hotel room stuff, people have said that they have heard silverware rattling in cabinets, scratching in dresser drawers. That's kind of creepy. And a housekeeper claimed to have seen the ghost of a little girl walking down the hallway in, like, kind of older time period clothing, like a night dress Mm -hmm. type of situation. And anytime she'd like look around, she would be gone. It's craziness. And I couldn't find much on this, but I it reminded me of Haunted Mansion. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I have to mention it. In the Broadway room there, it said that not only staff but guests have reported seeing a phantom diner, like them dining. So it makes me think of that part in Haunted Mansion where they're like dancing and stuff and oh, they got yeah. the long table and everything. It's like, oh, my God, I love that.
0: That would be a really cool experience. Like, if you walked in and someone was eating dinner and then they just disappeared, you'd be like, oh, my God, what happened? I
1: know. I know. And in the ProVenture Ballroom, there's a man in a kilt apparition that wanders around. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, of course, you know, we got to mention a basement, right? So, first off, if you go as a guest, you can't go down. It's off limits for guests, I guess. But – In the 30s, it is said that the hotel chef, like the head chef, murdered another employee down there. Oh, shit. Yes. And it was said that a psychic who didn't know this story at all went down there. And was able to describe it like in perfect detail. Oh, my God. So that's creepy. Really creepy. And the reporter I mentioned, they were able to go down there. And I grabbed an excerpt off their article because it was fucking funny. So I'm going to read it because this has to do with the basement. So they said there were two night porters on duty in the lobby. And Frank asked if they were kind enough to take me down to the basement. It was like his point of contact, I think. And the employee says, he wants to see the shit pit. (laughs) The shit pit? (laughs) And the reporter asks, why do you call it the shit pit? (laughs) And the employee said, because that's where all the drains end up. You'll smell it yourself in a moment. Ew. (laughs) The basement of Fort Gary was a warren of pipes and generators, snaking cables, and spare furniture. There was a dampness in the air and a musty odor like stale water, mildew, and old bricks. It wasn't nearly as bad as I had been worn, though, in fairness, I'm someone who likes to explore sewers for fun. Ew. <laughs> okay, weirdo. Are you a teenage mutant ninja turtle? I just need to know. Just say. And it said that it was a tunnel for the train station and things like that. So I was like, oh, God. But I just thought shit pit was fucking funny. I had to mention that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. And it was also said that. There's some stories of, like, there being an underground passageway leading from Fort Gary all the way to the station and, of course, like, all kinds of sketchy shit. What happened there? So he went back to his room and when he was going back, another employee was like, oh, like, what floor do you need, you know, because it's fucking fancy so they have the elevator attendant and stuff. And Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, I'm in 202 and... The employee says, has she been bugging you? She'll only bug you if she's got a problem with you. If she likes you, she'll leave you be.
0: And who is she? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I mean, that's nice. Like, if she likes you, you're good. But then it's like, how bad do you feel about yourself if she bugs you?
1: (laughs) Right? You're like, oh, my God. What fucking terrible shit did I do? Okay. Okay. So, like most ghost cool stories, there's variations of the story, right? Mm-hmm. So, one goes that a young woman took her own life in the room after she found out her husband had died. He had been killed by a tram car. Sometimes it says he died in a car accident. Another, depending on the period, it kind of reminded me of, like, that haunted bridge you did a while ago. Because then there was another version that said, like, he got run over by a horse in a cart. hmm And basically, she hung herself in the closet in the closet that popped open while he was eating a sandwich that closet
0: she was just coming out to see who he was right she's like who the fuck are you or she hungry she'd been dead a while
1: she's like give me that other half thanks it's a club sandwich <laughs> thank you <laughs> she's like "Ooh, well, what's that right now and then kind of like another story is that the husband that has died his name is michael and this female entity. Her name is Kate, which I was like, ooh, I like that because, you know, our Bell Witch thing. So basically, like I said, per time period, it varied, but it said from any reports or documentation of this from like 1896 to 1960, they said tram. He got killed by a tram. So, you know, because during that time period, trolley cars went up and down the street outside of Fort Gary. Makes sense. So, yeah. And Kate, she it was typically be like different ways It'd be either, you know, self-harm, overdose or the hanging in the closet, all of that. And then there is one more. And in some articles, it was saying this is the preferred by some ghost researchers. They just grabbed this directly. It said the young couple stayed in room 202 were lovers, possibly engaged, maybe married already. It was forbidden love, however, one that Michael's father did not approve of. Maybe it was a class thing. Perhaps Kate was the family servant. Perhaps Michael got her pregnant. The father had tried to pay Kate off and made her leave town without a scandal, but she refused. Kate was murdered and never given a proper burial. Wow. Mm -hmm. what a fucking story and that michael never knew what happened to her oh shit she was up and fucking gone i'm like yeah right he fucking knew he fucking knew
0: i mean after a while he probably put two and two together like even if at first they're like we don't know she just ran away and then after a while he's like but she wouldn't do that
1: right and then apparently another medium came and basically got somehow got info or feeling whatever saying like that the father killed her that michael's father killed her so who Who knows knows? whichever whichever one you would prefer on that but yeah that room is supposed to be hella haunted some people have even reported that they have seen blood running down the walls like think the shining Mm. basically that i was like this is the real life shining right now fuck that shit so yeah that's creepy and, of course, just other reports have been, like, they feel somebody, like, on the bed, things like that. There was actually a politician that had this happen to her, too. And she was a big, big skeptic. She apparently still is. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Something happened to her. I still don't believe it. That's my husband. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so her name is Brenda Chamberlain. And she said, you know, it was she was there for, like, a thing. I don't know. I Conference. don't know. And she was sleeping and it was like a Tuesday night. And she said she woke up because it felt like somebody laid in the bed next to her. But like her husband wasn't with her. Nobody was with her type of situation. So she like jumped out of bed being like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is in my bed? And nothing. And after this, she said like she laid there for the next like 45 minutes because she was freaked out. And then it happened again. And she was like... It really felt like somebody was settling into bed with me, but no one was fucking there. I was like, oh, they just want to cuddle.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ghosty cuddles.
1: Oh, God. And there's a little varying reporting on this. So one article said she shrugged it off and took a Tylenol PM and went to sleep. And then another one was like, she came down in her robe, freaked the fuck out. I'm like,
0: i If she's skeptic, she took the tile on (laughs) PM.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows?
0: She probably the next day was like, "Hey, by the way."
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's. She said it was said that she didn't really think about it too much. She was like, "Whatever," but she told another guy, another politician dude. His name was Joe, and he was like, "Oh, you know that place is like haunted," and like, you know, told her all of that. So, yeah. Apparently, she's like, oh, what the fuck? And there was, like, two articles on it. That's it. But I thought it was interesting. And just kind of, like, an honorable mention, there was a quote from a staff member, like, talking about working there. Like, that reporter, that's the Club Sandwich reporters, I'm calling them, because I don't remember their name right this second. They were talking and being like, oh, like, has anybody had experiences, blah, blah, blah. And nobody was really saying anything at first. And then he got a voicemail And the voicemail had said, yesterday I was working a 5 a.m. shift, and when I walked into the staff washroom, I instantly felt chills. When I turned around the corner, there was a skirt lying on the floor, and suddenly a small access panel about a foot and a half high from the floor opened. All day from then on, I felt a weight on my back as if I was giving somebody a piggyback ride. I felt this way all day until my shift was over. I went back to the washroom, and I said, you can get off now. And at that second... The ghost left me and I felt, it says she left me and I felt much lighter. I've never given much thought to ghost things, but I couldn't shake how real this felt.
0: I'm sorry. (laughs) You worked all day and you could have just gone back down to the washroom and been like, hey, please get off. Like. What are you doing? Right? Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, so creepy. But, yeah, like, they're, from my understanding, there's not really any, like, big hubbub about getting, you know, room 202. Like, how at the Stanley, it's hard to get those, like, scary rooms, you know?
0: Mm -hmm. So,
1: because, like, this reporter who had stayed there and stuff, he was like, yeah, I, like, asked if that room was available or whatever. And I got handed, like, these two sheets of some haunted history, and then that was it. (laughs) <laughs> i was like yeah they're probably tired of this
0: <laughs> they're like here you go well, i mean it keeps people coming to their hotel
1: yeah this is true this is true
0: but it's beautiful like
1: yeah it's gorgeous i
0: put the actual like hotel website as one of my sources mm-hmm. guys click through the gout gal- this place is just beautiful
1: mm-hmm.
0: like if i lived in canada or traveled to canada often i would stay there
1: and room two hundred two was really cute. Like the pictures I saw, it was like kind of rusticy. And then it had like this metal bed frame that was really cute, and it had some little chandelier type lighting, and that is cute. It was really cute. I liked it. I was like, I want that.
0: The rooms are gorgeous. They've literally turned it into like a destination hotel. Like people now, people are like, Ooh, I want to get married at Fourth. Yeah. 30. No, it's really cool. I watched. I unwittingly watched someone's wedding video <laughs> <on> YouTube. <laughs> I was like doing my notes and typing and it was kind of in the background because a lot of times that's how I like I research and I like if something catches my eye but then I was just like the wedding march came on mm. and I looked over and I was like oh <laughs> this is somebody's wedding video. <laughs> fun times that will not be on the sources page
1: <laughs> no 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 we'll give them the privacy <laughs>
0: right. I was like oh, okay cool
1: but yeah right Oh, my God. But that is going to wrap us up for today on the Haunted Fort Gary Hotel. We hope you guys enjoyed. If you guys have any suggestions for other haunted hotels, because I feel like it's been a minute since we've done one, Mm -hmm. let us know. Put it in the Facebook group, Instagram, whatever. Get it to us and we will add it to our list. But with that, we'll go ahead and sign off and we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.